0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Self-Improved, where we are once again going to break down the Happiness Lab by Dr. Laurie Santos of Yale University, the most popular online course ever. And I'm also going to break down an epiphany I had regarding relationships and how it ties into investing, or shall I say, ties in perfectly to the analogy of investing. Because I used to kind of beat myself up for giving my time of the time to people and then now i've realized it's actually not a bad thing it is friday which means the weekend is here for all of you listening and for any of my fellow yidden shabbat shalom good shabbos it is a, a time to enjoy meal with family and friends tonight without further ado let's get into those two topics thanks so much for tuning in and rate this if you're listening on apple podcasts give it five stars because who knows what happens to this podcast take care Okay, everybody, let's get into week three. So the rewirements was talking to a stranger, making new social connections, and perform a random act of kindness. Uh, I didn't write down if I did those or not, but if you're listening, there is some homework for you. Maybe try to talk to a stranger, make a new social connection, and perform a random act of kindness. It doesn't take too much. And remember, if you're rolling your eyes already, this whole course was about well-being. Those things will help your well-being. Before I continue, I actually wanted to also say... You might see Scott Thompson, not see, you're not going to see anyone on this. You're going to hear Scott Thompson. Who is Scott Thompson? I work with him. So I'm in the fitness industry and I'm in a, in a private gym and Scott is a contractor at that private gym and him and I, we are really tight now. We're good buddies. The guy is like my mishpocha at this point. It's uh, that's Yiddish for like family. So anyways, we might be doing this together because he's always wanted to start a podcast as well. So anyways. We start with an annoying feature because she has these things called annoying features of the mind or whatever. And this one was on miswanting. Wanting. this is being mistaken about what you want or something you think you want in the future. Now, I might have talked about this last episode. I don't know because it seems pretty familiar for some reason. But if not, I'll give you a little brief synopsis. It is that humans suck at predicting things. And Dr. Lori Santos always made this clear that we always think we want things more than we want and want things to end more than we want. And that's why she calls it miss wanting we always get used to things and i had last episode i brought up that study about if you could be a lottery winner or a quadriplegic we'd always choose the lottery winner but then when they interviewed lottery winners and quadriplegics they actually all had a similar baseline of happiness and there's this and this i didn't tell you about last time but there was a study conducted and they had people back before cell phones were a thing they had pagers and every time the pager went off they had to vote not vote. They had to record or at least get surveyed on how happy they were on a scale of one to 10. Now, the funny thing is, sure, there'd be a few like threes or or even tens and so some radical levels of happiness. But for the most part, these people were always at a seven. Now, obviously, we we know that the day is always evolving. You cannot be at a seven all day long because there's going to be moments where you're way happier than usual and not as happy as usual. So if you're picking up what I'm putting down here, what I'm saying is that we forget... Or not even forget, we get used to, we adapt to our environments, no matter how happy or depressing our environment is. We just get used to it, and we think we're at a seven all the time. Because not everyone can be at a seven. That's just impossible. Like Things are always evolving and changing. Everyone's day is different. So I don't know about you, but that's reassuring to me, knowing that we just get used to things. And so everything will be okay, because whatever happens, you'll just get used to it. Have y'all ever been injured and, and you're like, ah, yeah. and you don't realize how often you use that limb or whatever. And you go, oh, I can't, I can't live without this limb. And next thing you know, you're like, ah, whatever you make do. Like I remember I was on crutches for months when I hurt my knee. And at first I'm like, I can't believe this, but what did I do? I, I ended up schlepping from bus stop to bus stop on crutches. And it was just way of life. It's, I, I had no other choice. And, you know, I I just did it I, now. I look back. Obviously, I wouldn't want to do it again. But if I got injured again and I had to do that, I'd, ha- I'd do it. So there's an analogy I always use for how humans are always chasing and wanting, and I'll share it with you right here. Think of a cat chasing a laser pointer. Okay, the cat enjoys the chase more than the actual catch. Have you ever noticed what happens when a cat catches that laser? It stops playing and it just stops. Catching the laser wasn't fun. Chasing it was fun. Humans are no different people. I believe that, you know, people enjoy the chase more than the catch. We are no, no different than cats. <laughs> now, if, if you can enjoy the chase more than the catch and sneak a bit of balance in there, I think you've won at life. That's what you've probably heard as falling in love with the process. Dr. Laurie Santos has annoying feature number two being that we base our feelings on what we think we could have gotten, not what we actually have gotten. For example, think about the happiness of Olympians. The gold medalist is on top of the world. The bronze medalist is usually smiling way more than the silver medalist. And this is because the silver medalist could taste the gold medal. They were so close to it, yet didn't get it. And so what are they doing? They're lulling over the fact that they almost got the gold. Whereas the bronze knew the gold was a little out of reach. But at least they didn't get fourth place. They're they're grateful for even being on the podium. And uh, let that analogy run through your mind right now. I can relate to this in regards to baseball and badminton. So I was a two-sport athlete at Fanshawe, a uh, community college here in London. Baseball, I, I was above average. I did well, but I didn't reach my potential. I, there were things I know I could have done better on. Uh, I, for example, I was one hit away from having the best average in the league. I was also, I, I don't know how to explain this, if my—if the person who had beaten me gotten out one time, or if I walked one time, I would have had the best average in the league. And this kept, so little things like this where I could have a ton, of, and I booted a few balls in the playoffs, and, and there were some things that I just could have been better. Whereas badminton, first off, I was a walk-on. I had squeaked onto the team. Second, I also just squeaked on to the playoff team because yes, we had a team of 20 people, but only eight could go to the to the West Regionals. And I squeaked on to that roster, so I got to go to playoffs. And I ended up winning a few more rat matches than I thought at regionals. And so even though I was like top fifty in the province, not even, actually probably like lower than that, I was ecstatic. And isn't this interesting that externally on the outside, people saw it as more successful in regards to baseball, uh, or sorry, I, I didn't say that right. It was, they didn't see me. Sorry, I can't speak right now, people. They they saw the baseball part of me as more successful, but I per- personally felt more success in badminton. Now that's just one case study. I'm sure you can apply this to parts of your life. Do you remember that Harvard talk I gave? Well, not I gave, the Harvard talk I summarized. And this fellow was saying that in life, there are things we're awarded or recognized for that we're not proud of. And there are things we're not recognized for that we are proud of. There was a British survey that the more comparative people were in regards to their salary, the less likely they were to enjoy their job. Let that let that fuel your thought process. A Ph.D. Dr. Clark saw a study where unemployed folks were still cool with being unemployed because most people around them were unemployed. And so this gets to a concept called frame of reference and that we often compare, compare, compare. And that is what dictates our well-being. And you've heard Keeping Up With The Joneses, but picture, there's an illusion, you can find it on the internet, where there's a circle. Both circles are the same size, but the spheres around them are different sizes. And so the circle with large circles around it seems smaller than the circle with small circles around it. So let that extrapolate that concept of comparison. Um, people who are always around folks that have stuff they want are going to feel more miserable. So this isn't saying necessarily to surround yourself with people who aren't making you better, you know? And I actually use this analogy of a business person. This isn't saying surround yourself with a bunch of schmoes at a school. No, no, no. This is surround yourself with the folks that have, say, more business success than you. Just don't surround yourself with people who are going to put you down. Surra- those, hopefully those people in this in this analogy, hopefully those people who have more business success are going to pump you up, are going to teach you. That is a good frame of reference. Now, on the contrary, a poor frame of reference would be people who aren't, uh, let's say the same group of rich business people are putting you down and always flaunting their, their money or whatever. That's not a good frame of reference, but the same rich business people, if they're always pumping you up and helping you, then that's good. So it's all context in that regard. Dr. Lori Santos also made me feel better about not watching TV. She mentioned the more reality TV and music videos people watch, the more unhappy they can get. Uh, And this is again, she always backs it up with literature. The fourth annoying feature of the mind is that we suck at predicting. And there's a question here I posed. Have you ever predicted something to be worse or better than it was? And I'll let you sit on that. Well, of course you have. There was a scientist did this study and I I put the quote down. It is so wordy. I'm going to spare you. But I did paraphrase it. And it's, again, just more literature saying that when we compare our looks, because it's all about looks, when we compare our looks to other people, it inherently screws up how we see ourselves. Not only are you going to beat yourself up saying you're not as pretty, but it it is pretty much changing how you see yourself completely. I know that sounds like common sense, but like that's sad. Like that, overall, that's just that is just sad that you can forever change how you see yourself because of these comparisons you're making. I wrote here uh, to extrapolate people who beat themselves up like this for decades and they don't even realize they're doing it for decades they will end up permanently changing their subconscious programming towards their looks. And I find that even more sad. If you want to watch the TED Talk in regards to that paraplegic lottery thing, and it's a great TED Talk, Dan Gilbert, just type in Dan Gilbert TED Talk and you'll see it. That TED Talk goes on about the science of the brain and why we will be just as happy winning the lottery after a year as we would being a paraplegic after a year. And it comes down to the frontal cortex and stuff. But watch that TED talk if you want more details. There is a mental model for this. It's called impact bias when in regards to the lottery winner and the paraplegic. All things in our life has far less impact on us than we think. And literally that is all things. All things have less impact on us than we think. I'm just learning here. Dan Gilbert's a Harvard professor because I did just Google it, which is pretty badass. But yeah, he has this term called synthetic happiness. And this is just a term for good thoughts that come from events that may have seemed bad at first. A personal example is I was extremely upset when I couldn't get into university. All my peers were getting into university. And now I look back, I'm so happy I didn't. It would have been a big waste of money for me, for my goals in life and my profession. Like I'm so grateful, actually, I did not get into school goodness and, and I actually tried to get in a second time missed out by one or two percent and it destroyed me I, I thought I was dumb I thought I was so so unintelligent and now it's just oh I'm so so glad I didn't so there are things like that where it's like the nova effect or as he would say synthetic happiness he and his ted talk discussed marriage and how actually synthetic happiness occurs in marriage a lot people say I'm married So I'm going to enjoy this marriage just because I'm married. And they kind of like create these good thoughts no matter what. (laughs) Because I'm only 11 minutes in here, I'm actually going to cook. Oh, my goodness. I just realized. You know what? I'm not going to do week four. I'll leave week four for next time. I'm going to tell you about that epiphany. I just realized I didn't even touch on that yet. Oh, and this was... uh, I wish I could have a conversation with you, the listener, right now. Because I'm really curious what you think about this. Okay. It has to do with investing time into relationships. So the same way that you have to sacrifice money spent on yourself. So you have never ending amounts of income when you're older. You also have to sacrifice time spent on yourself. So you have never ending amounts of love and companionship when you're older. Now, before you start rolling your eyes and telling me, well, all the time spent on building relationships can be lost instantly if you break trust. Okay, well, that's just like your fortune can be lost instantly if you're a fool. Your relationships can be lost in an instant if you are a fool as well. Now, the analogy goes deeper and deeper. Just like you, if you invest in a bad investment vehicle, you can lose money. You can invest your time in a bad person and then that investment's a waste and that relationship won't flourish. And so just like some investments are duds after a year, there are some relationships that are bad time investments after a year, hence breakups or friends that fizzle away. And sometimes you have to cut your losses, and sometimes you have to hunker down and get through the storm until it clears up because you know it will be a good relationship down the road, just like some investments you know will be good down the road. But you got to get through that bump. Now think about this. Youth often lose money faster than their grandparents or parents, and this is because they're learning responsibility. People also lose and gain friends much more rapidly when they're young. And once again, they're simply learning to be responsible with their relationships and sacrificing time in relationships. As a person sacrifices spending money on themselves, it's rare for them to lose their fortune because of this foundational principle they've ingrained into their subconscious programming. The same thing applies to relationships. It's rare for someone to lose people after sacrificing so much time spent on yourself because you have created foundational principles ingrained into your subconscious. Just like investing, too, you never know if a relationship's going to work out, just like some investments you don't know will work out. And that is why you hedge bets. That is why you have to get lucky, right? A lot of relationships in our life is just dumb luck. But then there are a lot of relationships that you worked on intentionally and weren't a dumb luck. Just like investments, some investments you get lucky and some investments you know are smart and they work out. And that's life, right? Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. But then also there is a lot of strategic estimated guessings going on. So again, the takeaway here, invest time into relationships, invest money into passive income vehicles, both flourish on their own when you're older. You don't have to actively work on them anymore allowing you to never ever worry and just sit back and let them do their thing. So examples of this would be making 40K a year passively on a million dollars, for sure, guaranteed. And the principle never will get touched. You'll always keep making more and more money, therefore never working on your investments again. Just like with relationships, another example is seeing your best friend or family member after months, if not years, and it feeling like yesterday because you've already invested and sacrificed your own personal free time into those relationships to the point where those relationships, just from the time you've spent investing into them, now they have flourished. Now, when you see them, it's like it was yesterday. The clicking and connection feels like there's no time spent apart. So anyways, that's I just thought about that today. Like, And I'll tell you why I thought about it was because I've been feeling really bad for how much time I spend with other people and I rarely ever you know, take the time to just do something for myself. And just like in investing, you cannot invest every penny you have. Otherwise, your health will suffer or you'll lose your house. You'll lose, you can't buy groceries. Like you have to spend money on yourself to live. And there's also a certain amount of time you have to give yourself to live. And, but also that doesn't mean splurging just like you wouldn't splurge with money don't splurge with your free time on yourself invest that free time into relationships that will flourish when you're older that you don't have to work on anymore and again maybe this is just because I am a bit of I don't I'm a bit of a go-getter but when I say that I don't mean it in a pretentious way I mean a go getter is, and I do a lot of things to also forget about my thoughts because I get stuck thinking a lot of things and I don't like what I think about sometimes. And so I think I am always trying to do things so I don't have to think, which is very bad. Like I don't recommend that at all. And I'm laughing not because I think it's funny. It's just a coping mechanism because I'm actually scared. Um, But anyways, I really, I couldn't believe this. Like now I flipped the script instead of always feeling bad going, Zev, why do you keep saying yes to people? Why do you keep doing stuff? Now I'm like, okay, actually, just like I'm always seeking out investment opportunities, like I, I kind of want to go gung-ho now. It's like just keep investing in relationships that I think are going to be good ones. And so that one day they are amazing relationships that I don't have to work on anymore. And they take care of themselves. <laughs> I don't know. Food for thought. That was my epiphany. Uh, and I'm this is going to be under 20 minutes today, which I know a lot of you probably like because your trips in the car are probably less than that. Um, the, and I'm, when I say you people, like, that, it's kind of sad. Like, probably one of you are listening right now, or like two of you. I don't know. I always see like only like ten people over the course of months listen to these. So, this is just for me to have fun, really. That's really what I'm just doing here. So, thanks for tuning in to my fun, people. Jeez, uh, uh, that'll be it. I feel like there's more I could talk about, but anyways, God, I want to play catch right now. I just got a new glove not too long ago, people. I'm breaking it in. And I forgot how much I love breaking it in glove. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm going to go hit the beach. I haven't hit the beach yet this summer. Let's go. I wonder what you're doing. I wish you could tell me. I wish I could talk to you and you could tell me what you're doing. I love connecting with people. All right. Have a good one. I'll finally go. See you later.